the Reds finished the month of April in a good place. Just how good? We'll tell you on today's Locked On Reds. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds. Thanks for making Locked On Reds your first listen of the day. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and we are free and available on all podcasting platforms. I'm your host, Stephen Offenbaker. He's your host, Jeff Carr, and we are diehard baseball fans. We have a passion for the Cincinnati Reds. We have taken our love of the game, our passion for baseball, and we've turned that passion into information for you. We want to thank you, those of you who listen every day. If you are an everydayer, please let us know down in the comment sections. Let us know when you started watching baseball and, and tell us that you're here. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, on today's podcast, we are going to discuss just how much better the Reds were this April than they were in April of 2022. We are also going to break down what you could probably call a less than stellar start from Nick Lodolo, and we'll also talk expectations for the series uh, coming up starting tonight in San Diego. Plus, Jeff has some feelings about the Reds calling up a player named Matt from AAA Louisville. We're going to get into to all of that. And Jeff, before we get started, you notice my background is a little different today. I have arrived in San Diego where I will be soaking up some sun and Reds baseball at Petco Park. Aren't you jealous? It's going to be an interesting series to watch, Steve, and and hopefully you got some good weather there, at least better than what we've been seeing here in Cincinnati. So um, probably not as good as Hawaii though. That just doesn't happen, but looking forward to getting a firsthand experience from Petco park, been there myself, great place to go. And especially on a taco Tuesday, which you'll get to experience on well Tuesday, but I'll tell you what, Steve, the way that you'll be feeling on taco Tuesday is the way that we're feeling about this reds team. We're feeling good because the reds are in a better place now. Than they were this time last year. And let's face it, that's not really that much of a stretch to say. No, I mean, it would have really been hard to be a whole lot worse than they were in April of last year. Look, right now they sit at 12 and 16. That's fourth place in the National League Central. Jeff, do you know who's behind them in the standings? The St. Louis Cardinals. Oh, God, that makes me happy. Listen, that is a, a major improvement. If we look back at their numbers from last April. They were 3-18. and 18. So they are nine games better in the month of April this year than they were last year. And this is a month where we looked at the schedule before the season even started, and we thought, ooh, this could be rough. And I feel like they overperformed where I thought they were going to be this April. Yeah, they, they came out of the gate – against some really tough competition. And, you know, I mean, they struggled in Atlanta. They struggled in Pittsburgh. And after getting swept in Pittsburgh, everybody thought they knew that this team wasn't any different. It wasn't any better. And the wheels were starting to fall off already. Lo and behold, they were wrong. In fact, that five-game win streak, and I really wanted to be – they were that close, I felt like, to having it be six games long – and sweeping Oakland, but even still, they won the series there in Oakland, which is what they needed to do. But that five-game win streak that they just came off of, Steve, is tied for the longest win streak they had last season, and they did it in the first month of this season. I, I, I just I want to stress that I, I don't think we can enough because 
this team is already doing now what last year's team took forever to get into its groove and, and get comfortable with the season and get going. And, and in fact, if you think about this, the way that the Reds performed last April, I mean, that roster, sure, there's no Nick Castellanos, there's no Jesse Winker, no Eugenio Suarez, no Wade Miley, no Tucker Barnhart, none of that. But you still had Luis Castillo. You still had Tyler Malley. You still had Brandon Drury. You still had a lot of different guys. Tyler Naquin, all those guys were on the roster in the month of April last year. This year, we don't have those guys. This year, we don't have the turmoil of who's going to get traded. This year, we have a better team. No, absolutely. As a matter of fact, you know, Jonathan India has openly talked about how from spring training, the the wind was just out of their sails last year. And, you know, Jonathan India also trying to be a player that he isn't. That was part of the problem last year as well. Fast forward to this season, Jeff, they're playing uh, as a cohesive unit. They're playing with a lot of fun. You you watch what's going on, the, the Viking celebration in the dugout with the home runs, the way they're pushing each other on the field. All of those things are different than this team was last April. Uh, just the fact that Phil Castellini has kept his mouth shut and hasn't done anything <laughs> to really like focus attention away from just the baseball is an improvement upon itself. Uh, all of those things have contributed to them being better. And, you know, as you watch the the Jonathan India of the rookie of the year season emerging and getting better, um, everything sparks from there. And down the lineup, guys are responding. Guys are putting up numbers that I know you didn't expect, I didn't expect. And if we're being honest, there probably are not very many people out there that really expected the the offensive leaders of this team to be the guys that they are right now. Yeah, and I know a lot of people are probably saying, guys, it's Oakland. They're bad. But you know what? This team proved that they can at least beat somebody that they're supposed to beat. Because at some point this season, they're going to play some bad teams. The Detroit Tigers, they got to play them. They're going to see some of the Colorado Rockies. We're going to see some Kansas City Royals, like teams that they should beat. Those are the teams that are going to help them hit the over, and they at least took advantage of the A's today. And by the way, wearing my uh, Royals jersey or Royals t-shirt here in solidarity with uh, fans of the Athletics who are about to lose their teams as teams that we wish would never have moved, of course, the athletics started in like Philadelphia. So who knows? Mm -hmm. I mean, there's probably a lot of teams or a lot of fans out there that are a little bit uh, hurt by the athletics. Although I can't say that I've heard a lot of people complaining about the A's moving from Philadelphia in recent days. Um, but because that was a long time ago, but yeah, uh, this was a series that they absolutely had to win and they took care of business. And it really stems from the guys that have been leading them all season long. You mentioned India red leader. He's on top of the lineup. He's on top of the team as far as leading these guys and red leaders getting on base form to bring him in. And then you had TJ Friedel who, because David Bell loves to tinker with the lineup against left-handed pitching, didn't really play. Well, I mean, didn't start on Sunday, even though he hits left-handed pitching pretty well. He's been playing very well. In fact, he's slugging 430. If you had told me that TJ Friedel is one of the best slugging players on this team to start the year, I thought I would think that she had two heads. No, his whole slash line is impressive. I mean, he's for the month of April, uh, 301, 353, 430. Yeah. And you look at him and you, you know, that is production that none of us 
expected to get out of him this early and as often as it's happening. But the next guy that I put on this list, Jeff, he is the one. And listen, I am so happy to see it right now. I hope that this is who he is the entire year. And I hope he does it in 150 games. But Nick Senzel playing all over the place, playing third base, playing center field, playing wherever they stick him. Slash line, Jeff, 278, 361, 426, and has played pivotal roles in getting a bunch of those wins throughout that five-game winning streak. He has, and he has two more home runs than Tyler Stevenson does right now. Like, there's a little bit of this that you're like, okay, it's a very small sample size. Let's see what he does. But there's this other thing that we keep looking at, and he has more walks than strikeouts. That's the thing that we always talked about with Spencer Steer last year that really got us excited. All right, let's see if this can continue. If there's like a plate discipline thing going on with this, he makes contact. He just puts the ball in play, and it feels like here recently he's added the power to that. So, And not to be outdone, we talked about how maybe he kind of takes center field not all that seriously. Made an amazing diving catch in, in, in center field on Sunday. So, I don't know, maybe he listens to us and he just tries to draw an inspiration from uh, things that we say. But, no, I, I, I've enjoyed watching him play baseball here these last uh, several days. Be honest. When I watched him make that catch, I held my breath. Until he oh, got yeah. up and no. yeah, until he got up and was okay. I was, if he, if he oh, slides, right. if he dies, yeah. anything like that, any <laughs> exertion that is a little bit more than normal. You're like, great. He, he was, he was on fire. He was playing well. And now he's back to the IL. Thankfully that didn't happen yet though. Well, and, and I, like I said, I want to see this Nixon Zell. This is the Nixon Zell we've been waiting for. And I yeah. want to see this guy put, play this way for 150 games all over the place as the super utility. Uh, if if I'm we all, get, I'm all in on it. If, if we get uh 278, 361, you know, on base. And, and if the slugging stays around that 400 mark, that is way, way better than I expected from Nick Senzel. And not to be outdone, I mean, the pitching's taking a step forward. Green, Lodolo, and Asher. We're going to talk about Lodolo here in just a moment in more detail. But collectively, these guys are taking a step forward. They're getting better. They're staying healthy. They're in this rotation, and they're in here every fifth day. And then the return of Lucas Sims, small sample size, but in five and two-thirds innings, he's allowed three base runners, and he has seven strikeouts. Love to see that. And Yeah, and with Lucas, I mean, today, you know, he wasn't – you know, he wasn't overpowering today. He looked uh, a little, a little, I, mean, I don't know if tired, rusty. I don't know what it was. Today he was a little off, but still he battled through and managed to get out of that jam. And, you know, that's the Lucas Sims that we were hoping to see that can not only, you know, blow guys away, but at those times that he does have a bad outing can fight through it. And he showed us uh, in Oakland yesterday that he can fight through it. And the, this bullpen really needed him. And I, I am glad to see the success that he's having. Again, small sample size, as you say, but I'm glad to see that success early for him. One thing is for certain, Steve, the Reds are better. But you know, Nick Lodolo didn't actually look that dominant on Sunday. Is it time to panic? Uh, we're going to discuss that 
coming up next. Before we do that, though, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, and that's Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious snack but don't want all of the sugar and calories, then you need the best tasting protein bar ever built. You got to try this. If you're look, if you're like me and you want to make healthier snack choices, but you don't want to compromise on taste, I've got just the thing for you: Built Bars and Built Puffs. Built Bars are healthy and taste amazing. Seriously, I mean seriously. You got all chocolate. It's all chocolate, and somehow it's got a ton of protein. Plus, when you talk about the puffs, you got marshmallow, and they're all in amazing flavors, flavors that don't sound like they're healthy, like churro, peanut butter brownie, cookies and cream, but they are, because we're talking about like 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait to get a box. For years, we've been telling you to go to built.com and order built bars, and you can still go there and use the promo code locked on 15 to save 15%. But you can also go down to Walmart or Sam's club and grab you a box. Walmart, they got the four bar boxes in the pharmacy. You can get double chocolate cookies and cream. You can get some coconut puff, or you can go to Sam's club and get you a big old 13 bar box with like brownie batter puff and churro puff. Seriously. Go get a box. You'll thank me later. This show is also brought to you in part by better help. You know, I'm always learning new things about myself as I grow. I'm a person who's comfortable in my own skin. Just as soon as I feel like I've mastered something, though, something new comes along for me to overcome. We weren't meant to do this all by ourselves. Whether through friends or family, we all need someone to talk to. But what if you feel like there's no one that you can turn to? There's always help out there. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on a journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, or you can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnMLB today and get $10 or 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-M-L-B to get started today. The Reds and Padres are set to do battle tonight at 9.40 p.m. Eastern time. We're back to some late-night baseball for the Reds and the Pods. Of course, if you're in San Diego like Steve, it's not that late because, well, it's local time. Uh, but, hey, Luke Weaver's on the mound, and he's set to go against Blake Snell. Blake Snell really hasn't looked all that great ever since being traded from the Rays, but, yeah, well, see what the Reds can do with him. You can catch every pitch of what the Reds will do to Blake Snell. On the Hometown Broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Reds. And by the way, thanks as always for making us your first listen. Make sure you check out tomorrow's podcast every dayers because we're going to discuss who the biggest surprise after the first month of the season is. That's a big one. I may have, yeah, I may have tipped my sure hand on that one already. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be heated, going to be a debate. Uh, but you know what, Steve? It's not been much of a debate that the last two starts have been rough for Nick Lodolo coming into Oakland. So with the A's, with the struggles that Oakland has had, we were kind of expecting Nick Lodolo to feast. And I just don't feel like he did that yet. But I don't necessarily know that I'm worried either. No, I'm not worried. I mean, I think... 
we all have to take a breath because if you just look at his stat line, never mind the two previous starts, if you just look at what he did in Oakland yesterday, five innings pitched, he only used 70 pitches in those five innings, and we can get into a little bit of if David Bell pulled the plug too soon or not. But in those 70 pitches, five innings worth of work, five hits, allowing three earned run. He struck out seven and walked none. That's not a bad start. Listen, here's where the problem is. Three earned runs, that was on two home runs. Yeah. Uh, the homers is where the problem is here, Jeff. It continues to be a weird thing. And it's something I talked about the other day whenever I was uh, solo. And I mentioned that there's a statistic, and we talk about this every so often with pitchers, called homer to fly ball ratio. And there is a number that denotes a guy who's getting super unlucky. And that's Nick Lodolo's number is, is homer to fly ball percentage is 23 and a half percent. It's literally almost one out of every four balls that get put in the air, go over the fence for a round tripper that is unsustainable. And it's going to come down. Uh, that that's a problem. Um, that number will come down, but the, the home runs have, I think been a problem. Uh, and maybe beyond looking at it as a home run problem. Uh, it's been his mistake pitches. Uh, Cowboy talked about this on the broadcast a little bit yesterday. Uh, I think that Nick is trying to bring that ball in off the edges just a little bit and hasn't quite gotten a feel for it because, uh, at least one of the home runs yesterday in Oakland was absolutely matched and he left that one right over the middle of the, it was right down Broadway. And, you know, even bad major league hitters that Oakland is running out there, uh, those guys are still playing at the major league level. They have worked their way through the minors. They've seen single A, double A, triple A. You leave one out over the middle of the plate, they are going to tag it. I don't care who it is. Yeah. So I think that's what Nicodolo has got to work on is finding his feel to be able to keep the hitters honest, because if he can't find the edges, they're going to lay off that break, that back foot breaker, which is his bread and butter. And it's going to be a problem. So I think that's where this has gone wrong. I think that he's tried to make some adjustments so that he's not so reliant on trying to get guys to just swing at pitches in the dirt in their batter's box. And he hasn't quite got a feel for it yet. I think too. And yeah, this is a little bit of an armchair uh, pitcher here, but just kind of watching him pitch, it almost feels like he relies so much on that curveball that even when he's not trying to get a swing and a miss, he's still trying to throw it. He's like, okay, let's try and throw it and let's try and induce a weak ground ball or something like that. I almost wonder if he needs to either develop or use one of his other pitches and try and tunnel it the same way that he tunnels his curveball and turn that into a little bit of a deception game. That's far easier said than done. That's me observing and taking what I've seen other pitchers do and see if I can apply it to Nick Lodolo. It's not as if I know how to do that, but it's just something that I've seen. And I, I kind of wonder if he could do that because looking at his numbers on baseball savant, he still had a 60% whiff rate on his curveball yesterday. I mean, guys, you know, th 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 there was, there was a point where guys can't touch it. And then there's a point where guys just absolutely obliterate it. Like what Jesus Aguiar and Brent Rooker did. So you, you look at that and you say, maybe you can just eliminate those other times by not trying to throw it for weak contact and just throwing a different pitch. And, and I, I remain, I remain positive on Lodolo, Jeff, uh, yeah. that, that zero walk, that that's seven strikeouts, awesome. zero walks. That's, that's a great start. I mean, I know that we didn't get the result we wanted and he gave up the two homers, but at the end of the day, I'll take that stat line. Uh, 
But speaking of other pitchers that we may or may not be worried about, Jeff, um, you know, he gives up three earned runs. We get into this bullpen, and it comes down to the end with your guy on the mound. Are we going to be worried about Alexis Diaz not being able to come in and keep that game uh, moving along? Look, the 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 plate appearance that Esteuri Ruiz had. That's easy for you to say. Easy for me to say. Uh, shout out to any announcer that has to say that guy's name a whole bunch. Um, the plate appearance that he had against Ruiz was rough. I mean, throwing behind him, hitting him, although he hit the hilt of the bat, so it was a foul ball, not a hit batsman. All that difference, all that stuff that happened, you're like, boy, that's a rough look. Everybody's entitled to a bat at bat. Everybody's entitled to a bad game every so often. It's baseball. You're not supposed to be perfect. If you're perfect for an entire year, they put you in the Hall of Fame. They, they put you um, enshrined to a point where no one will ever forget who your name is. We still remember the name of Eric Gagne. Even though he disappeared after his save streak, he still had that save streak, which was absolutely phenomenal. So guys like that get, you know, they're immortal. Alexis Diaz is still very, very, very good. And it's hilarious to think that he literally only faced one batter in that game, and the game ended up ending on a walk-off hit for Ruiz. But overall, that's now the um, – so that wasn't an out, so that doesn't even count. He still has gotten 33 outs on the season, and he still has 19 strikeouts in those 33 outs. I'm not worried about him at all. It's just relief pitching's a fickle game, man. It's a fickle game. You know, I, I still believe in Alexis Diaz. As I said a little while ago, I believe in what Lucas Sims is doing. Uh, there's a couple pitchers in that bullpen. You know, maybe Alex Young being a guy that we can kind it's of close. Yeah. start looking to put on that list. I'll tell you who I'm not putting on that list. That's Derek Law. I, I'm, yeah, I'm we're not putting Derek Law on that list. No, no, no. Derek Law is in the hold my breath category. I'm holding my breath when Buck Farmer's out there on the mound. Uh, Ian Jabot, I talked about him before this series started. I didn't really see too many uh, knee bucklers from him, but he's a guy that it's like, yeah, the strikeouts are nice, but then the inherited runners aren't and things like that. I don't know. There's there's guys in this bullpen that I still want to see more of. Like, And I know that he's got called up while Graham Ashcraft's on the bereavement list, so he's really going to be up here for one more day. But I still want to see more from Casey Legamina. But guys like that, I'm still, there's really only two guys that I implicitly trust. I'm with you, Diaz, Sims, Alex Young is getting there, and everybody else, I'm just kind of like, don't mess it up. Please, please don't mess it up. Well, this is what I know. I'm not worried about Nick Lodolo. I might be raising my eyebrow a little bit. Might be like paying a attention eyebrow a little bit more. Yeah, just a yeah. little bit, but I think Nick is going to be fine. Jeff, the Reds are going from the A's to the Padres now, uh, joining me here in San Diego for a three-game set. And our expectation for this series are probably going to be a little bit different than what we expected from them in Oakland against the A's. We're going to explain that coming up next. Before we get into that, though, I want to talk about one of the sponsors of today's podcast. This portion of the show is brought to you by eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. The next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. 
With eBay's guaranteed fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to the My Garage section and look for the green check, and you'll know the part will fit, or you'll get your money back. Just Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win, when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right price at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. As we've been telling you, the Reds and the Padres are going to get it together and battle out in San Diego tonight. First pitch is at 9.40 p.m. Eastern time. The Padres are the only team to steal home so far this season. Let's see if maybe the Reds can get that done uh, playing out here in San Diego. You can catch every pitch of the Reds' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Reds. You can also follow the podcast on all platforms, including YouTube. If you haven't clicked subscribe yet, do that. Make sure you catch that notification bell too so you never miss an episode. Also, make sure you are following us on Twitter between shows. You can follow me at S. Offenbaker. That's with two Fs. You can follow Jeff at Jeff Carr. That's Jeff with three Fs. And you can follow the show at Locked on Reds. All right, Jeff, uh, out here in San Diego. Steve, before you get into that, you mentioned the stolen base stat, and it made me remember this play. Replay sucks in Major League oh, Baseball. Oh, here we Replay go. Replay sucks <laughs> because Jonathan India made that steal. Jonathan India was not out, and there are so many times. I feel like it's three out of four times that a manager, and, and it's not just David Bell, it's any manager, comes in to do a, re- a replay challenge, and they go into the booth, and the announcers watch it, and they're like, oh, yeah, look at that. It's obvious. And the fans see it, and they're like, ah, yeah, that's definitely getting overturned. And the players see it, and they're like, all right, let's go back out on the field. And the umpires go back, and they're like, no change, call stands. You know why? Because they don't want to be wrong. Yep. And as long as you leave it up to them, that's always going to be that way. And replays broken in Major League Baseball. Sorry, that was Soapbox. Just had to say it. No, the NFL does replay so much better because even if when they get things wrong still, and sometimes it happens, uh, the NFL does a very good job of coming out and saying, we got it wrong. Here's why. We'll try and be better. You will never hear that from anybody associated with umpiring in Major League Baseball. That will never, ever happen. Never, never. And I just, I don't know. I, I was so mad whenever that happened. Let's, you know what though? That's in the past. It's in the past. We'll move on. <laughs> Talk about San Diego. All right, Jeff, let's let's talk about San Diego. The Reds are coming in to San Diego now. This is a vastly different team uh, in the Padres than what they just saw in Oakland. Uh, San Diego is built to win. They've spent a lot of money to put a winner together and compete in the National League West. And uh, the Reds' rotation lines up in such a way where I think they're going to be heading for trouble. Jeff, what is a reasonable expectation for the Reds in this three-game series in San Diego? When Graham Ashcraft start and don't get beat by a bunch in the other two, because you're, you're talking about, okay, Graham Ashcraft day two, Tuesday, taco Tuesday, like I mentioned earlier. So that's kind of nice. Um, but you got Luke Weaver going tonight, Monday night. He's, he's been, I don't know. His first start was okay. His second start was not great. So we'll have to see what he's got for his third start. He's got a heck of a challenge for his third start. And then Luis Sessa, like, 
I, we're literally throwing him out there in lieu of other, in lieu of nothing else. You know, I mean, they don't have, they're, they're telling us that they're not willing to bring up one of the young guys right now. Cause they don't think they're ready. They're telling us that, I mean, I mean, what do you want? Do you want Luis Cesar or Chase Anderson? The other day I said, give me Chase Anderson. But honestly, at the same, I, I think they're the same person, just different names. Yeah, I, I think I agree with you on that for sure. Uh, my expectation for this series is don't get swept. I think that is the mantra of this three-game set. And one. I, I really want to see them win that Graham Ashcraft start. And then if by some miracle they could pick up one of the other two, that's, that's icing on the cake. Uh, I just... Do not want them to get swept. I want them to, as you say, play competitive ball. Don't give up tons of runs. I want to see the hitters continue to perform because even though the starting pitching is not lining up great right now, I, I want to see these hitters continue to build upon the successes they've been building upon. They looked good in the Texas series. They looked good in Oakland. I want to see them continue to look good in San Diego. Now, Former, before we get uh, Cardinal Michael Waka going on Tuesday. There you go. Now, before we get out of here, Jeff, um, I did notice that the Reds listened to you and they called up Matt from Louisville. You have to be really excited, right? Yeah, they, they got the wrong Matt. Oh, my goodness. That was <laughs> the biggest. And, 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 and say what you will. Uh, there were there were people that were trying to tell me, well, Jose Barrero, he's, he's kind of figuring it out a little bit. And uh, where are you going to put Matt McClain? I don't know that you can get him on this roster. I don't know where he fits. Come on. You can't get Matt McClain on this roster. Come on. And Matt Reynolds, did we see what he was doing on Sunday? Why on earth is he still here? Like, I, I get it. He made a couple of nice plays last season. I said it. I said that I kind of like some of those plays. But overall, Matt Reynolds does nothing for this team. His career slugging percentage or whatever, with like 360, isn't helping this team that has no power. And, and, and Matt McClain right now is crushing baseballs. He's having very awesome at-bats. He's playing very well in the field. Get him up here. Like this is something, and, and I think that we can discuss this more in depth. Maybe tomorrow, maybe we'll tease this as well as teasing who is our most uh, our most surprising guy. But what what are our thoughts on the Reds, and what is most beneficial here? Because there is a school of thought that says if you have some guys that can compete for the Rookie of the Year award, and they finish very high, and they're top one hundred prospects, a la Ellie De La Cruz then you should probably set them up for that thing and that you have to call them up in the first two weeks of the season and then they have to finish high in the Rookie of the Year award, you get an extra draft pick. Is it more beneficial for the Reds to do that, to wait next year to call him up or call him up now, you know, like in a month or something like that and start getting his major league legs rolling so that he can hit the ground running next year. Because I kind of feel like the future of this team is worth more than some extra draft picks. Yeah. Not calling up Matt McLean and instead calling up Matt Reynolds was really felt like a service time contract clock issue. Yeah. That's it just, it really felt that way. Now I, you know, can I say with 100% certainty that's what it was? No, I can't. But it really felt that way. And if if we're going to see, we're going to see Matt McClain sometime this year. Yes. It's going to happen. If uh, listen, if they keep him down all year, if they find some way to not have him come up this season, I'm just I'm going to be stunned. So, with that in mind, if he's going to come up anyway, 
this was a prime opportunity to bring him up, get him some exposure. Uh, and then if you have to send him back down and, and do the back and forth thing a little bit throughout the year, great. But start doing exactly what you said, which is get him up, let him figure things out so that next year he hits the ground running. And listen, this Reds lineup scoring some runs, doing some things. Um, I'm not saying you you play it like you're expecting to win the division, but I think Matt McClain in this lineup gives you a better opportunity to win even in Oakland yesterday than having Matt Reynolds in the lineup. Thousand percent. And 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 I saw some takes that were just like, well, they're waiting to call him up and he gets to debut at home. And it's like, ah, sure, whatever. I guess they're playing the White Sox and the White Sox really aren't that good either. So maybe they could call him up for the May 5th game. But I don't know. At the end of the day, I think that y- you can't play these little benefit games. You can't play like it's nice. And, and I know that Major League Baseball invented these whole things so that they're saying that they're combating service time manipulation and stuff like that. I think the Reds need to do what's best for the franchise. And what's best for the franchise is not chasing draft picks because draft picks don't win you games. Draft picks don't win you championships good players do get those guys exposure at major league at the major league level now so that next year when we want them to be contenders don't make no mistake about it there's going to be a lot of questions asked if the reds don't make themselves contenders for next season and it starts with why are you calling up matt reynolds instead of matt mcclay absolutely listen jeff that is probably where we should wrap it up for today, because I think you and I could probably do 10 more minutes on this. So uh, with that, I think bring us home. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, before we get out of here, don't forget, you can catch every pitch of the Reds Hometown Broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Reds. And that's going to wrap us up. So uh, thanks, as always, for making us your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow on the show. Who's the biggest surprise of the month, the first month of the season? We will tell you. And we'll probably discuss this, you know, benefits versus call them up now thing a little bit more. That's coming up on today or tomorrow's podcast. Now for your second listen, check out Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Win your league by listening to Matt and Dom every day as they bring you the best fantasy analysis anywhere. Whether you're talking about starts, sits, ads, drops, or trades, Matt and Dom have you covered. Locked On Fantasy baseball is just like Lockdown Reds. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team, every day. Steve, we had a good month. And if I remember right, last year, they actually finished the month of May over 500. What's that mean for you and me? Well, that means we're going to be paying close attention to see if the momentum continues, if the wins keep piling up, if the stats keep building, and we start screaming towards the over. If you want to find out about all that information, just come right back here, click the subscribe button because we will keep you locked on Reds every single day.